Well, we welcome you to the Rocky and Meisty podcast here for our first full podcast, the Rocky and Meisty show. I'm here with your hosts, Rocky Friedman and Aaron Meister. We're brought to you by We Breathe Sports. And you can always text us at any time on the Make Me text line, which is 810-990-MAKE, which is 810-990-6253. Let's get right started. Okay, so first we're going to discuss the recent streak that was broken, Russell Westbrook on Friday night, had an 11 straight games with a triple-double, an incredible feat. I mean, mm-hmm. it's very difficult for, for people that don't know. <laughs> it's very it's difficult to have a triple-double. I've played basketball many times. I'm too short to get the, the sufficient <laughs> rebounds. Oh. The sufficient rebounds. The assist, maybe I get a couple of them, but a triple-double is not easy to get, especially in a game with professional athletes in the NBA. So I'm just going to say it's an incredible streak. It, was, it, went, it came to a close. But listen, you know, he put up 43 points. 15 rebounds and 8 assists. Listen, I don't feel so bad for the guy. No. Uh, the Thunder defeated... The Thunder the Thunder won in, in double overtime yeah, on a Paul, Paul George game winner who scored 45 points, also 40-plus points. Incredible. They're I mean, the Thunder doubled. are on a roll. Yeah, absolutely. They triple-doubles, both of them. Both of them. I mean, it's been incredible, the run that the Thunder have been on. But what, what I want to discuss here is which one is more... We know James Harden's on a, on a streak where he's 35-plus games yeah. of 30 points or more. Every single game. Incredible. Nothing since Will Chamberlain has ever been matched. You think it stops? We're going to have to see. With the amount of shots he takes, I'm not so sure. But now that Chris Paul's in the lineup, it's a possibility. But the question is, which one is more impressive? That, that, that's, that's really what I want to focus on. And uh, we'll start. What, what do you think, Meisty? Which one do you think is more impressive? So I'm, I'm with the James Harden one because he, the, even though the shots, I mean, you got to hit your shots. And we, we see guys like Kevin Durant, LeBron. I mean, these guys will have nights where they're just not hitting and that's it and there's nothing they can do about it um but with James Harden I mean the guy's constantly hitting his shots every single game he I mean this year alone he what is it he's he's hit what is minutes a game only 37 minutes a game which is obviously a lot which is it's one of his most he's hitting uh 10 he's hitting 10 of his 24 shots so he's 44 percent uh I mean and also well he also is hitting five Five three pointers a game, so so I mean that's impressive. I mean the guys don't usually hit that much. I've, every single night the guy's out there giving it all he has. Now the Russell Westbrook is also it's super impressive. Very I mean you talk about guys in in, in the in back in the day who were just triple triple. You know the um, you have all the great players who put up numbers. And Oscar Robertson. Oscar Robertson, correct. Mm. But but then again he never went eleven straight games. Or no, it's an incredible streak. It's, it's Even an, the great, uh, the great, the big O, you know. Yeah, I mean, you think, oh, one of these guys, but him or Will had a, a streak where they just were unstoppable. But no, Russ Westbrook did something, and it's not like if you told me last year he did this, I wouldn't be as shocked. But this year, with Paul George really in it, you know, ball dominant, ball, yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and he's sharing the ball with 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 Paul. And he's still putting up crazy numbers. He's taking less. I believe he's taking less shots than last than the past couple of years, or well, it's really two years ago, not last year. Two years ago, when he averaged a triple double. That's the year I'm talking about. It's impressive, but I go with the James Harden because he's still going. And personally, I don't think it ends. I think it goes into the playoffs with this streak where he's just hitting. He's getting close though, because yeah. yeah, that shot the last second when he hit <laughs> for no no reason. Got yeah. it had the thirty though. He did, just for the heck of it. Yeah. No, there's no question that James Harden's streak is impressive. I'm not going to deny that for a second. But I will say that 44% is pedestrian. 
for to shoot for 44% from the field. His three-point percentage is pretty good at 37%. But again, I mean, you got guys like Steph Curry that are shooting 45% from three-point range. Now, not that I'm trying to compare the, one of the best shooters of all time, if not the best shooter of all time, to James Harden. James Harden's an incredibly dynamic sto- scorer in, in his own right, but he's not—he's no Steph Curry when it comes to outside shooting. However, I will say that 44% from the field, it's not one of his better marks in his career. His career shooting percentage is actually around what his, his shooting percentage is this year. With that being said, James Harden puts up a lot of shots a game, 24 and a half shots a game, compared to Russell Westbrook who puts up 20 shots a game. Obviously, Russell Westbrook has Paul George who puts up a lot of shots as well. So he has a guy that's been dominant. Chris Paul hasn't played most of the season and has obviously allowed James Harden to shoot a lot more than maybe he would have liked even. But the, the fact of the matter is that 30 points a game while shooting 24 and a half times a game, I mean, listen, all he's got to do is... <laughs> and, and, and he's, he's hitting 10.8 shots a game out of 24.4. That's not that good. It really no. isn't. It's not that good. And uh, and, and as a result, I, I, I think i got to give the edge to Russell Westbrook because I, you got to look at what the guys do. In today's NBA, a point guard... A point guard. We have seven, 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 seven foot one guys on the on the normal, right? I mean, there All are over. teams that have two seven foot guys in the starting lineup, Correct. right? And what he's doing, he's got a long wingspan. He's only what six five, right? I would say six, six four, five. six five. He's got a long wingspan. Maybe maybe extends a few inches longer. I mean, to average ten rebounds a game for th- for, for for eleven straight games, to average ten assists a game, he's, he's I mean, his passing has improved mightily. And then the scoring, obviously, is so incredible because he doesn't necessarily control his streak as much as as much as James Harden does. He's six three. He's six three. He's six three, wow. and he's averaging these ten. He doesn't necessarily control his streak as much as James Harden. All James Harden does is do is put up twenty four shots per game. His wingspan is six eight. Six eight. That's it. Five inches long, which is incredible. But still, these seven footers <laughs> yeah. wingspan is a seven three, seven four. But absolutely. But but James Harden's putting up twenty four and a half shots a game. I mean, I mean, I. I it's not that difficult to score thirty points a game on twenty four. I don't know if he's been doing that during the streak. I don't. I don't know how many shots he's been he's been putting up during the streak. I do know that throughout the season, people have been saying MVP, MVP. I, I'm not saying Russell Westbrook is a higher MVP candidate, but I'm saying for in terms of the streak itself, I would give Russell Westbrook. I would give Russell Westbrook a slight edge because of the, the because of the power that he has that James Harden has to control it as compared to the power of the Russell Westbrook he has to set his teammates up for the for, for the good shot his teammates have to make it which is a little luck obviously but he still has to set them up in a, in good in a good position to make the right. shot he has to set himself up in a good position to get the rebound and he has to score the 10 points i think i think they're both both impressive but i have to give the edge to Russell Westbrook based off the overall overall talent that it takes that it requires to sustain such a streak well also on that note, well, with Russell Westbrook's power, that when he drives, if you don't, if you don't bring the double team to help, then he's gonna score almost off any. I mean, even a guy like Giannis, I'd, I'd say would have a hard time stopping him. LeBron, the best, even Kawhi Leonard, it's just difficult. He's to stop. extremely, he's quick, he's, he's fast. He's fast. He's gonna be fast than you, and he's strong, and he has, and he's no fear, and he'll just go up, and he'll figure out, and he's shifty. I mean, he's he's in the air. And then, so when you bring the help, the guy, when you have a guy like Steven Adams, who is huge and powerful, he can just, he just dishes it and it's a dunk. You know, it's, he doesn't even jump, he just dunks. Absolutely. And if they, and if he's covered, you got Paul George, you got, uh, you, who else you have on that, on that team? I mean, there's a bunch of guys, uh, Dennis Shooter's still there, right? I mean, just, it depends who it is, but these guys can score. He has a bunch of guys who can help him score. On the other hand, with the James Harden, I don't see, besides for Chris Paul, there's not many scores. 
I mean, Clint Capella's been injured. Kenneth Reed's come on. Kenneth Reed's well, whole. Well, that's I don't know where that's come from. That's like that's true. But he's that, also not a perimeter shooter. No, but he's so, scoring. Yeah, he's scoring. He's 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 been the mammals scoring. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I hear your point. I, it's a valid point. That, that's true. Maybe he might not necessarily be surrounded by the same amount of shooters, but my point isn't directed at the team he has around him. Maybe it's easier for Russell Westbrook to, to average a triple-double as a result of the team he has around him. My point is is that James Harden has every single chance to score 30 points. I mean, I was remember, remember I was watching a game a couple weeks ago where he put up, like, he was, like, 6 for 21 from the field, and he had, like, 25 points. Also, he goes to the line a hell of a lot. Oh, he, he, go, right. he goes right to the line. He probably shoots 15 free throws a game, right? He shoots 11, I'm sorry, not free, not 15, 11 and a half free throws a game. Right. In this streak, he might, might be averaging close to 15 free throws a game. But still, 11 and a half, he's incredibly good free throw shooter, obviously, right? He's hitting 10 out of 11 and a half. Incredibly good free throw shooter. So... You know, I, I mean, listen, 87 to be exact, 87% from the strike. Um, so, you know, with that being said, he gets a lot of his points on the line. His field goal percentage isn't that good, which is why, you know, he has to get a lot of his points on the line. He yeah. gets fouled a lot. He puts himself in a, in a position a lot of times to, in, where it's tough to score because, you know, he gets physical with you and sometimes he won't get the call and it'll be misleading that he missed the shot. But at the same time, at the same time, my point, uh, my, my, my main point that I'm trying to make here is that sometimes people get overrated just because of the amount of points they score per game. And it's not necessarily as valuable of a stat as people deem it to be. Because if you take 10 shots a game and you make eight and you make, and you make five of them, right? That's, that's really good. You're 50%. I mean, Michael Jordan and LeBron James are 50% field goal shooters, field goal shooters. career field goal shooters, right? If you take 10 shots and you have four games, that's very bad. That's very, I mean, that's right. 40%. That's not very good. Yeah, but right? no superstar should be taking 10 shots a game. No, I'm just giving an example. Okay. I'm giving an example. I'm just saying that, but let's say one guy, okay, no, this is a bad example. Let's say you're taking 12 shots and you score five field goals. And it's one guy takes 10 shots and you score five field goals. Now, both the same, both same, I'm sorry, I just messed up the example. They're both making the same amount of, uh, both scoring the same amount of points, but they're not as efficient and they're not improving the team's chances of winning as much because right. they just lost the team two possessions, Right. So that's why I think James Harden's streak is a little overrated. I still think it's impressive, but I think it's a little overrated. And people have to slow down. I still think Russell Westbrook's streak is a little more impressive. Okay. Um, and, and, but, but I still have to give credit to James Harden. This will segue into our next topic. Because he has good numbers in the clutch. And there was a, there was a list put out by Bleacher Report a few days ago that listed the 10 best players in the league in terms of their how well they do under three minutes in a game that's five points or less. By the way, I've never been so shocked by a list in my entire life. A I- lot of shock. A lot of people that would come to, to us as a surprise to, uh, yeah. to many. Absolutely. Um, we'll, run, we'll, we'll, we'll run through some of the notables, but I want to get to James Harden first because we want to segue into that. Now, I will say one thing I find extremely impressive about James Harden. He's number eight on this list, which is, good, which is very good. Now, the way they do it is it's very complicated. I'm not going to get into it, do it all now. But basically, in the last three minutes of the game, if you're down by five or less, how many points do you score in those in, in, within that time span? So a lot of players, if you're not in close games, you don't really get many opportunities. For example, I'll just tell you, Reggie Bullock, right, who's, who's number nine on the list, surprisingly enough, yeah, which right, is, which is crazy, but he only has 24 clutch possessions. Put in perspective, James Harden has 91 clutch possessions. He also gets the ball a lot more than Reggie Bullock, right? right so he's going to get a lot more opportunities to be clutch. But triple, it's triple. still very impressive. He has over one. He's 1.132 points per clutch possession, which is good. That means every single possession, whether you make it or miss it, right, you have, you're averaging, averaging over a point. 
So he's had, well, no, he has uh, 11, what was the number on James Harden? He has 11 point... 11.739. three minutes. Is that what that number is? No, I I don't know the, the exact details of how, exactly how the metrics and the mathematics okay. work, but I do know that it works per possession and not per se per how many per per, per, per right. Okay. So, meaning 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 everyone gets the same fair shot because it's averaged based okay. off how many shots you take, which is an impressive stat. The fact that he's number eight in the league, it's very good. Um, I mean he's he the 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 it says over here fourteen players have matched James Harden who has ten game tying or lead taking attempts. In the final minute of the fourth quarter in overtime, so he's tied with 14 other players in the in the first in the first half of the NBA season, um, which is impressive. Also, so I I give I personally give a lot of credit to people that can can do well, blood in their veins. Oh yeah, when the in, in the oh, clutch when it comes down to it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, of course, of course. I well, mean, that's why number 10 on the list to me was a shocker too. Joe I, Harris, I've never from seen the, from a the guy. Brooklyn Nets, right? Who I, won the three point contest actually? Well, that's true, but I I I I've watched games, and I just I don't. I just don't always see him, but once again, he only has twenty nine clutch possessions, and, and but he's still averaging one point three seven nine. So he's points. hitting that shot. He's, he's hitting shots when he yeah. And, and, and to me, that's an, I mean, I never thought of him that way, but now it gives me a new perspective on him, which that's why this list it's a it's a great list to look at. Right, check it out. Check it out. A Bleacher Report. It's fantastic. I mean, it, there'll be a lot of shockers on here. I mean. Luka Doncic is there, of course, and some regulars like uh, Kyrie Irving. There's three Celtics on here, incredibly enough. But um, but but James Harden, getting back to James Harden. So I put a lot into how players can perform the clutch. And there have been a lot of players. Michael Jordan's whole thing. And LeBron James took some slack for that early in his career. But now he's been an extremely clutch player. Actually, interestingly enough, number 41 on this list. Really? Number 41, yes. LeBron. Um, that's, I mean, he missed 17 games. He hasn't necessarily played at the top level this year. He's, he's been, he's been, I mean, he's still been LeBron James, don't get me wrong, but I guess in terms of clutch, which is still good, 41's still good out of all the players in the league. It's not, but for LeBron James, it's not very good. LeBron James standard. Right. I'm wondering like where they put, okay, so what, we'll, we'll go through the list in general. We'll, yeah, we'll... but, 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 but I, as I said, I put a lot of stock into how players play in the clutch. And um, and James Harden does that. So that so even though uh, going back to my previous argument, even though Russell Westbrook does have the triple double streak, and I do believe that's more impressive, being that James Harden has this clutch, he's not gene, even on the list, Russell. This clutch gene, I yeah, that's well, that's a different story. Russell Westbrook scoring is a different story. He's shooting twenty forty two percent from the field um, this season. I mean, it's not like he's the most efficient scorer either. But that's not what we were discussing. I'm simply going to the point that James Harden, despite being an inefficient scorer is efficient, relatively efficient at least, when it comes, well, actually very efficient, he's number eight in the list, when it comes to clutch points, which is very, which is big by me. me. Me personally, I'm very big by it. You would agree, no? Oh, of you, course I agree. Yeah. There's, there's nothing nothing more important than a guy who's clutch. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, what was number seven? Luka Doncic. Yeah, Luka, and we have Giannis, one. but number one is and an... this inc- one is the one that shocked I mean, me the most. Yeah, absolutely. It's a guy that, that that's out for the rest of the season. Right. And well, he, that's, why, that's why I was a little shocked by the list, but... I mean, it makes sense. I, he he is the only guy, and we're talking about Victor Oladipo. Victor obviously. Oladipo, of course. Yeah, thirty nine uh, clutch possessions. He's averaging almost one point six points per clutch possession, closer to two points yeah, than one point, which is incredible. It means he's making an insane amount. Uh, at well, it means he's hitting his three. It means he's hitting a lot of threes usually to win it, or in in clutch threes. Right, threes coming to a field. He right. just he just he just he's efficient. He's not missing. He's not taking bad shots. You know, which a lot of people tend to do in the clutch right. is take those bad shots because you have to force it up a little you feel like maybe you're down by five right. and you have a little sense of urgency a minute and a half left I gotta hit it I gotta hit it I gotta, I gotta hit a tough shot I gotta hit a shot now 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 because the time's winding down right. the fact that you can have the patience to take to, to remain remain patient and take a good shot 
He's very impressive in my mind, and Victor Oladipo has displayed that this year. But he, it, but name another guy on the Pacers who you would trust with the ball in the clutch. Absolutely, he gets most of the possessions. Yeah. But, but no, he does. That's absolutely true. But the fact that he has per clutch, per clutch, one point five nine shows you that he does no well with those it. possessions that no, he's handed. That's why Victor Oladipo is an All Star, and that's why he is Victor Oladipo that we know. Absolutely, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. I mean, listen, it's it's it's. It's extremely impressive what Victor Oladipo has been able to do. Um, unfortunately for the for the Indiana Pacers, he's going to miss the rest of the season. Yeah, unfortunately. And um, I mean, I just hope, I just hope for the Pacers' sake that that they're able to uh, that they're able to sustain themselves and they're able to stay in the playoff race. I don't know where they're going to get in this packed Eastern Conference. I mean, the top of the Eastern Conference has been packed, which we'll discuss a different time. But you know, as far as this list is concerned. A lot of shockers, and we'll go to number five right now. I mean, a player that came off the bench for a good portion of the year last year. Yeah, most of the year. Marcus Morris, who's number five on the list from the Boston Celtics. I mean, he's been starting for most of the year this year, but only had eight clutch possessions. But 18, 18 clutch. 18 clutch, I'm sorry. But 1.667 points per clutch possession, which I think which is it's number two on this on this list, I believe. It's number two I, on this list. That's what yeah. I, I think so, It's number too. two on this list right behind Old Depot. Right behind him. No, it's it's number one on the list. Number one. It's number one on the list. He has the most clutch. Incredible, right? Marcus Morris. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? A guy like that, I mean, listen, he was a solid bench player for the Celtics last year. Came off the bench. I mean, they he's always been a good perimeter shooter. He's expanded his game. I mean, listen, <laughs> impressive what the Celtics have been able to do. They've had three guys, and Al Horford, Kyrie Irving, and Marcus Morris on this list. I mean, they are the clutch, according to metrics, the clutchest team in, in basketball, which is not a shock to anyone. No, well, you know what, you know what does give me, because the fact is that he's a Celtic, and it reminds me of Paul Pierce. The truth was always when a little the, different game, but a I little, can hear no, the comparison. But, but when the game was on the line and you needed, and, and think about because you have a guy like Kyrie Irving who's also on the list. It's a much different game than Paul Pierce, though. Way, it's way different. But the guy like Kyrie Irving, you would say, oh, if the if Celtics need a last shot, it's going to go to Kyrie. Well, sometimes it's not going to happen that way. And sometimes, that, and a good team will have a guy like Marcus Morris who who will get open, who will move and find a way to hit that clutch shot when the when the game's on the line. Because Kyrie Irving sometimes will be doubled, or he'll he'll have a guy like Kawhi Leonard on him, who's a lot, who's known as the best defender, since who knows. Right. So finding so for a guy like Kyrie Irving to have a guy like him who's gonna hit that shot, scoring one point six, almost two points per per clutch possession is. Absolutely incredible. Uh, it's amazing. Yeah, it's incredible. And, and that's going to be huge for the Celtics down the stretch. Of course. The, playoffs. the fact that, that, you know, everyone's going to be looking to Kyrie Irving. Of course, Kyrie Irving wants the ball in his hands. And I think that Brad Stevens probably also wants the ball in Kyrie Irving's hands in the clutch situations. However, the fact that he has other people to rely on is going to be incredibly valuable. It's going to prove as incredibly valuable right. to them. And we'll, we'll look at one more player over Maybe here before we move on. So, number seven, Luka Doncic. Now, I just, I'm just impressed by Luka all year. As a guy who plays a lot of, 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 of fantasy basketball as well, I mean, the guy is putting up numbers that are just, like, when will it stop? And then again, he's averaging, what is it, 1.2 per clutch possession. He has 55 clutch possessions, which means it's a lot. For a rookie, he's getting the ball late in the game, and he's calm, he's cool, collective. I see a bright future ahead for him, especially now with Christoph Brzingis humming his way. I think that they have a bright future together, and... We're going to see amazing things come out of Dallas. Absolutely. I mean, Luca is a guy that... It, it, I mean, he shot better in the clutch 
than he has throughout the rest, the rest oh, of the yeah. game. I mean, it's incredible. He's He's got the clutch gene. We, we, we will only hope for his sake and for the sake of the Dallas Mavericks franchise that he'll continue to, to maintain that clutch because that's an incredibly important. And he's he's showed a lot of potential and rise this year. And with Kristaps Porzingis, I mean, they're, they're bound to have a good future um, out there in Dallas. So now we're going to move on to our next topic of uh, something, you know, an interesting headline that went down Friday night also. DeMar DeRozan returned back to Toronto. Right. And, um, you know, obviously the trade, Kawhi Leonard went over to, Tor- to Toronto, DeMar DeRozan went over to San Antonio. Listen, the Spurs are in grave, in a great danger of missing the playoffs this year. Only two games, only two games above the ninth seed. And, I mean, they're, they're the seventh seed right now. Only two games above the ninth seed, right? Two games above yeah. the ninth seed. And um, his counterpart, Kawhi Leonard. Although maybe well, not have the best year of his career, but, look, I mean, the Toronto Raptors for, um, roster is fantastic. I mean, they have seven players on the team that are averaging double-digit points. You've got Ananobi coming off the bench. You've got Van Vliet. You've got all these guys coming off the bench. They're incredible. From 1 to 10, they have an incredible. Underrated, Jody Meeks is averaging over 10 points a game this year. Jody Meeks, I mean, <laughs> a journeyman in the NBA. And they're just they're absolutely incredible. Do you, th- I mean, do you think that Toronto misses DeMar DeRozan at all? Do, do, do you think they're missing? I mean, look how well they're doing. They're second seed in the East. They're two years behind the, the Bucks for the number one seed. They have one of the best records in basketball. They're playing incredible. It's not just because of Kawhi Leonard. No, not and at Kyle all. And Kyle Lowry's maintained his fantastic play, obviously. But and fleet do you the think, do you think they miss him? Do you think they miss him? Um... I don't. I don't think so. But I'll tell you like this. I think that with if keeping Demar Derozan, would have had a long term plan. I think right now with Kawhi Leonard, you don't know what his plan is next year. He this so they have to give it everything, and you know maybe they do sign sign Kawhi Leonard. But from what we understand is it doesn't sound like it. We're going with that, right? As and if he does, if they do sign him. That they're bright thing. I mean, great things coming uh, out of that uh, city. Absolutely. Well, if they can, if they can re-sign some of the other st- people that they have, players that have it, Kyle Lowry's one of them. But they can give two max contracts, maybe right. even three. Serge Ibaka's there. He's not going to require max, but a big contract also. Right. So, yeah. so I think this is their year. If they're going to go all in, they got to stay healthy. If they stay healthy, even though with the Celtics and the Bucks in the East, they they I don't think there's anyone stopping them. Right to the Warriors. Well, no, that's time out on the West. We're talking about getting to the finals. Okay, okay. I, I'm just saying. No, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, no. Okay. That's something we'll discuss well, different times. I, I, I also wanted to switch yeah. something. Do you know what the, the last time the Spurs missed the playoffs? How long has it been? Since ni- They haven't missed the playoffs. Since You're already before, saying 19. I know this is a pretty long time ago. Since before Tim Duncan was oh on that gosh. team. Oh, my gosh. When's the last time? 91. I want to hear. They, they made the playoff. They made the playoffs it's been over 27 of the last 28 seasons since 1989-1990 and have That's only missed incredible. the playoffs four times since entering the NBA. Four times they missed in, since entering the NBA. But that's it. That's that's incredible stat. But that that went 27 out of 28 last years out of 28 past years they have made the playoffs. So them in the playoffs is pretty much a fixture at this point, right? I mean, we're so unused to them not being in the playoffs. This is. This would be incredible if they wouldn't. And, and the late, listen, there's so many teams right behind them. The Clippers, the Kings are hungry. I mean, they haven't been in the playoffs in years. They're hungry to get in there. They're hungry to get in there. The last time the Spurs missed a playoffs, Michael Jordan's flu game happened. Michael Wow. Eddie Murphy. Wow. I mean, just, <laughs> I mean, Eddie Murphy was on headlines back then, yeah. you know? I mean, these are like... It was a long time ago. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, listen, it might happen this year. 
I mean, listen, as I said, there's so many teams. The Kings, the Clippers, the Lakers are right there. With LeBron James, you know he's going to make his run. Will he get there or not? That's a different story for a different time. But he's got to make his run. He's going to, you know, he's got to make a push. And uh, and the Timberwolves are right there. The game on the Lakers. Number That's 11 true. Seed. It's a packed West at the bottom. I think it, what's interesting about this year's NBA, and, we'll, and, and, and this will be the last point, but what's interesting with this year's NBA is that the top of the East is top heavy, whereas the West seems to be bottom heavy in right. a sense, except for the Rock, except for the Warriors. But um, but now you got the Nuggets and other teams coming up. But look at the Kings rising up, and the Timberwolves yeah, well, are now at the Olympics. And you got the LeBron James led Lakers are not even in the playoffs. And you know, I mean, do these, you think they make the Spurs playoffs? with Demar Derozan are, are the seventh seed, bottom a little more. Than, I don't mean bottom 15, 14 seed, but I mean bottom in the playoffs, right out of the playoffs. What'd you say? Do you think the Lakers are gonna hit the playoffs, or is LeBron gonna miss the playoffs? Okay, we're gonna have to discuss that. That's a whole other topic for a whole okay. other time. But um. But we're running out of time, so we're just gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna finish up with this, and we're not solely a basketball podcast. Uh, we love we the love headlines. the hardware. The headlines. We the love headlines. it. We love the basketball here. We we'll, we get we love football, just as much. I mean, we love football. Football, baseball. We love baseball. We love, we love hockey. Um, basketball, football, baseball. That's right now. We're gonna get into a little baseball. I mean, football. We have plenty of time to talk through the off seasons, the draft. Um, but just remember that you can always, if you have any questions on any of those sports. We always have answers for you. You can always text us at 810-990-6253. That's sponsored by the Make Me at MakeMeOfficial.com. Coolest merchandise, cheap and everything. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that's 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 actually very easy to remember because it's 810-990-MAKE. Since we're sponsored by Make Me Official, so we, it's 810, that's 810-990-MAKE. Very easy to remember. Please text us. We'll respond to you as soon as we can. It really, it'll be a quick response. Um, we look forward to... To hearing from you guys, really, that's that's the highlight of our of yeah. our show. That's honestly we'll, that's yeah. without that we wouldn't really have much of a show. No, no we would of course, but uh, it wouldn't be the same. It wouldn't even be close to the same. Now we want to finish off with this one thing. Um, Manny Machado and Bryce Harper have both been headlines the entire baseball season. Um, we're not gonna go through. I know you guys have heard everything about these guys. Right. We're not gonna we're not gonna bother you with all the details that you've heard a million times. But I will. I, I just want to end up with this one thing. And Machado got signed to a ten-year, three hundred million dollar. Monster deal by the San Diego Padres gets to live in the best weather in the world, <laughs> and he goes back to uh, goes back to San Diego. Listen, he he goes back to California, right? Gets to stay in the same state. Right. Um, <laughs> a lot of money, yeah. a lot of moolah over there for Manny Machado. Uh, what's what, what? What is Manny Machado's living life right now? What took so long for him, and why hasn't Bryce Harper it, been signed yet? Well, These first of all, it, 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 it's possible that Manny Machado. Or his agent weren't settling on this deal. Maybe they they wanted, he wanted the three hundred million. I know that. Right. I, I think all along, people knew that. Yeah. Question is, why did it take so long? Could be teams weren't willing to give it until it became. You know, spring training just started, yeah. and 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 you know he wasn't signed. This is ridiculous. We're gonna sign the three hundred million dollars. I've six more than that when you sign and get the thirty million dollars right. a year guaranteed over a ten. Yo, let's think about this. Tanya, what is he? Twenty seven right now? Twenty six? I mean, the guy's gonna be in his upper thirties by the time this contract is over. There's no way, I mean, there's a, I can't say no way, but there's very little chance that he'll be producing by the end of this contract the same rate that he will at the beginning. And I don't think that's the idea necessarily. I don't think that's the idea necessarily. But I do think that's an objective. I do think that's an objective. I do think that's an objective while they're making this contract. And I just want to, I, I, in terms of Bryce Harper, getting back to Bryce Harper, um, you know, he hasn't been signed yet. And he's, I mean, he's a, he's been, him and Manny Machado have been huge names on the market the entire offseason. I just want to ask you, do you think Bryce Harper's contract will eclipse 
that of Manny Machado's. I definitely think he deserves it, and I'll tell you why. Uh, Manny Machado has shown over the last couple years, I've seen him play, and I've seen uh, his lack of hustle. Uh, is he a great defender? Yeah, he's, he's one of the best third basemen I've ever seen. He's also a great shortstop when he played there uh, for the short stint. Um, but he, I don't think he's a great leader. Uh, I think the Padres don't have a great leader right now, and they're looking for a leader. So if they're looking at Manny Machado, to me, that's not the right answer. Uh, on the other hand, Bryce Harper. Uh, okay defense. I mean, he is an outfielder. It's not It's not one of those difficult positions to play. Um, but at the, <clears throat> at the same time, he's a great leader. He shows uh, he hustles. He's showing always has emo- he's emotions. He's he's emotional to the game. It's he he puts it all out there every single night. And we're talking about 160 plus games. Absolutely, it's and, not an easy thing to do. And I mean, he is every single night. He's out there killing himself because all he wants to do is win. He's a great leader for the. He was a great leader for the Nationals. Um, he's a great hitter, like we know already. Yeah, he did have he did slack a little bit this past season, which will probably hurt his stock. So I think he deserves more money than Machado, but it's spring training and he doesn't have a team. I think he's going to settle either equal or less than Machado. Um, uh, so, yeah, but I do think Bryce Harper deserves the most money in the entire world. I, there's there's no amount for a guy when you're talking about against you know versus Machado, who's just uh, he, he can he's a disaster. I think Machado's a disaster. I've watched him in the last year. Psychologically, he's Yeah, playing, I mean, yeah. he's just bad for it a team. It looks like it. He lo- but, but with that talent, you might be willing to suck it up. Well, that's what it is. That's, that's why know. the Padres were willing to go there. Yeah. Well, uh, you, you, your point is well-founded. I, I, I hear what you're saying. And you got to look at a guy like Bryce Harper. It's a little misleading, his numbers, because over the last two years, I mean, he two out of the last three years, obviously two years ago, he had a fantastic year in 2017. He was MVP, 12th in MVP voting. But, um, but, but, I, but, but I think Bryce Harper... Hey, although his average has hasn't been great, two out of the last three years, and in twenty sixteen he's two forty three, and and this past year was two forty nine. He always gets on base. He always finds a way to get on base. I mean, this year he led the league in walks, one hundred thirty walks. That is incredible. And on despite the two forty nine average, his on base percentage was three ninety three, and wow. he still hit the thirty four home runs, which is the second most he's hit in his entire career. So maybe it was a down year, quote unquote, for Harper, but. He's still an incredible player, an incredible guy at the plate, one of the best hitters in the league, one of the best talents in the league. Here's the problem. He adds very little value on the field. Fielding in today's, and the, the, the advanced metrics have been out there and in terms of war, and that's why Manny Machado's war has been high. He's actually had, had wars of, of, of over seven. And wow. closed two, he's three times, 6.7, 6.9, 7.1 are his three best wars. Last year was wasn't as good. He didn't have as good of a year last year. We at shortstop too. And, yeah, so we, we saw that in two different cities. It was at shortstop. Granted, at third base, I don't think anyone will dispute the value that he possesses. But at th- at, at, at shortstop, it. But he's moving back to third base now. Correct. He's moving to third base. That value will, in my opinion, will come back, and he will be a fantastic fielder. He's got a gun of an arm. He's got an incredible glove. He's made incredible. We saw in Baltimore how many incredible plays he was able to make. And always on, always on, always on, on, on always on Sports Center. I mean. Listen, this this is a guy that not only is an incredible fielder, as I'm getting to, but he's he can add so much value from the plate. I mean, his his career his career batting average is actually a little better than Harper's. Um, <laughs> not that he's a better hitter than Harper, he's not. I mean, I don't, I'm not disputing that, but he's still a guy that'll hit thirty home runs, hit thirty plus home runs five times in his career. The last I think the last five years, the last four or five years, he's hit thirty plus home runs. I mean, he's still a guy that can jack the good ball out of the park. Yeah. He's a strong power hitter. 
Um, he's not Johnny Hustle, according no. to him. That's not me saying it. That's him saying it. Right. But, um, but, but because good. of the yeah. fielding value, I give Machado the slight edge. I give Machado the slight edge, though I'd be hard-pressed to go with either one. Okay, but Machado needs to find... And both of them really need to get anger under control. It's true. Both, both of them have their problems. They're off-field problems. It's not off-field. It's more, I mean, just... Even on-field, you could say. Yeah, it's right. really on-field, but it's just like with, with Machado, it's, I mean, he's, I've seen him constantly having those issues where he's just fighting with people. You just, yeah. you just get under control and, I mean... Yeah, he's had so many instances with Dustin Pedroia. He's had last year in the playoffs. I mean... You've seen it five or six times. Like, yeah. Damn, he's, it's inc- yeah. Uh, we, we, we only hope for Machado and Harper that their careers will continue to thrive and they'll continue to do well in their roles. But I think whoever gets these players are going to be lucky. Just, you know, locking a guy into 10 years is an enormous it's, commitment. I, enormous I, commitment. I mean, A-Rod got it twice. Yeah, no, there's been a lot of times where this happened. It flopped. Albert Pujols is the most recent example. Um, I mean, there's been, it, it just flopped. Albert Pujols is, is a first battle Hall of Famer and for a 10-year stretch, maybe the best 10-year stretch one, I, I oh, would say yeah. that maybe one of the best ten-year stretches in MLB history, he's and that's a long history into the 1800s. Good and he's a good guy. He's, he's a very nice guy. I, I mean, I don't doubt. I, I, all these guys are nice guys, but you know, but it's it's a long commitment. Hopefully for them, they'll have successful careers and they'll continue to thrive. All right. Well, that'll do it for us here at the Rocky and Meisty Show. Um, please check back frequently. Please, again, we want you to text that text line. Um, we want you to have conversations with us. We want we want this to be interactive. We really don't. As I said, I don't want to just be talking to Mike the whole time. That's that's not what I want. I want to be talking to an audience, and I want the audience to be talking back to me. Um, uh, yes, and one more time, I'm going to repeat the number just in case you forgot. The number to reach us at the text line is eight ten nine ninety. Make that's eight ten nine ninety six two five three. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you back next time.